This episode of Council of the Wise Developers. We play a game. Given a hot take from a tech leader, can we quickly respond with an even hotter take? Then the council will discuss the issue of evaluating tech employers as a job-seeking software developer. Next time you tell your employer that you'd prefer to work remote, remember, if you don't show up to the office at least once a week, a wealthy real estate developer may have to settle for drinking slightly less expensive red wine. Is that the country you want to live in? Let's do this. Hello, welcome to another episode of Council of the Wise Developers. I'm Johnny McCode, Speaker of the Council. I have here with me two of our classics. First, we got Gil Bates. What's up, y'all? I'm Gil Bates. I'm the cool CEO, and I'm better than the WeWork CEO. And of course, we have the blockchain. Hello. I'm here from you, but I am also many places at once, in the cloud, in person, and also in the heart of every uh, unborn child. Uh, Morgan can't be with us. Uh, Morgan is retraining uh, based on data sets from Trump's truth platform to uh, come to understand the current zeitgeist even better. Uh, so we're going to play a game based uh, where I'm going to call this uh, Hot Takes, Hotter Takes. And what we're going to do is I'm going to read you a hot take. Uh, after the fact, I'll tell you who the well-known tech person is that said it. But it's not your job to guess who it is. No, it's your job to respond within 30 seconds with an even hotter take. And I have a little uh, JavaScript script cooked up to randomly pick one of you to be the first to go. So let's get a clock here. First, I'm going to read the hot take, give you 30 seconds to think about it. And then I'm going to call on one of you and you have to give me a hotter take. Okay, first hot take. I want to stress the importance of being young and technical. If you want to found a successful company, you should only hire young people with technical expertise. Young people are just smarter. Why are most chess masters under 30? I don't know. Young people just have simpler lives. We may not own a car. We may not have family. I need a hotter take from the blockchain. Uh, sure. Uh, everybody who is over the age of 45 uh, should be euthanized and their personalities should be uploaded to the cloud so that they can live on forever as a member of a DAO where their personality can be invested in and people can objectively decide whether or not their viewpoints were actually worth having. That is an awesome hotter take. Gil Bates, can you match? Can you get hotter than that? I'm going to read you the hot take yeah. again. Uh, young people are just smarter. That's the essence of it. Uh, don't hire geriatrics unless you want to pay their social security. I can't beat the blockchain, man. That's pretty. That's pretty fucking hot. Yeah, that's that was a winner. That was a hotter take. Well done. Well done. Okay. Okay. So this hot take comes from a well-known tech person talking about overwork of their employees. Okay. So it's in that context that this was said. In the context of overwork of their employees. The hot take is. I would tell those people they will get to see their families a lot when we go bankrupt. Okay, let's start the 30 seconds. You need to come up with a hotter take than that. Talking about employees being worked too hard, this tech leader said, I would tell those people they will get to see their families a lot when we go bankrupt. 
four, three, two, one. Okay, randomly chosen first hotter taker is Gil Bates. What's your hotter take? My hotter take. If you worry about anything other than delivering value for this company, you should kill yourself. <laughs> it gets a little harsh. Lockchain, come on, take it over the top. What's your hotter take? Sure. Uh, you can only be in relationships with people who work at this company or the people who in your life have to work for the company. And if they don't make the grade, then they're out. Nice. That is a hotter take. Wonderful. All right. Here's your next hot take from a from a tech worker or a tech executive, really, at a, a well-known tech company. Okay. Here's the hot take. So we connect more people. That can be bad if they make it negative. Maybe it costs a life by exposing someone to bullies. Maybe someone dies in a terrorist attack coordinated on our tools. And still, we connect people. 30 seconds to respond to that hot take. I'm going to read it again. So we connect more people. That can be bad if they make it negative. Maybe it costs a life by exposing someone to bullies. Maybe someone dies in a terrorist attack coordinated, coordinated on our tools. And still, we connect people. Five, four, three, two, one. The randomly selected first hotter taker is Gil Bates. It doesn't matter if you make love to your cousin. Love is love. <laughs> that's 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 a pretty hot take. The blockchain, can you beat that? I'm not sure if I can beat uh, the founding uh, principle of the state of New Jersey. <laughs> okay, next hot take. Next hot take is... We know where you are. We know where you've been. We can more or less know what you're thinking about. Okay, 30 seconds on the clock. Can you come up with a take hotter than that? Here's it one more time. We know where you are. We know where you've been. We can more or less know what you're thinking about. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. The first randomly selected hotter taker is the blockchain. Um, well, we know what you're thinking about because if you're worth value, you're thinking about crypto. Of course. Nice. I like that. Gil Bates. Come work for us. We don't use a company messaging tool like Slack. We just post on 4chan and let your thoughts be free. Nice. Nice. I like it. Okay. Here's your next hot take. It's up to you to hot or take or this. <clears throat> I actually think most people don't want Google to answer their questions. They want Google to tell them what they should be doing next. 30 seconds on the clock. How can you get hotter than that? The hot take is... I actually think most people don't want Google to answer their questions. They want Google to tell them what they should be doing next. Five, four, three, two, one. Gil Bates, hotter take. Everyone talks about machine learning this, machine learning that. When's a machine going to learn to suck my dick? Can you beat that, the blockchain? little crass i mean there's already uh uh pocket uh, devices that could do that sort of thing i believe just uh 
hook them up with a, some sort of vibrating situation, I think you're probably in business. I give to you, gentlemen, yet another hot take. Here it is. In the context of this tech founder being asked, why do people post on this platform? The hot take is people just submitted it. I don't know why. They trust me, dumb fucks. 30 seconds on the clock. I'm going to repeat that one more time. People just submitted it. I don't know why. They trust me, dumb fucks. Five, four, three, two, one. First randomly selected hotter taker is Gil Bates. The inventor of OnlyFans is a genius. <laughs> the blockchain beat that. Uh, sure. I mean, I was just going to tell you about a new coin called Solana. I'm not sure if you've heard about it, but you needs no proof of identity to have a wallet. Uh, you just can just uh, have what you have. And uh, you just uh, if you post somebody else who's had Solana before, preferably somebody that we know, then uh, we'll, be, we'll allow you to have Solana. So I don't know about this guy who says that we're stupid. Nobody is stupid in the Solana network. So maybe you should just come uh, join us and trust us with your money. Cool. An advertisement. I like it. All right. So uh, next hot take. Fucking Eric Schmidt is a fucking pussy. I'm going to fucking bury that guy. I have done it before. I will do it again. I'm going to fucking kill Google. 30 seconds on the clock. That was a tech executive you've definitely heard of. This was not said to a journalist, but it was uh, reported to have happened in a private meeting. The hot take again is fucking Eric Schmidt is a fucking pussy. I'm going to fucking bury that guy. I've done it before. I will do it again. I'm going to fucking kill Google. Five, four, three, two, one. Who can come up with a hotter take? First is the blockchain. Uh, yes, I would say fuck, marry, kill Google. <laughs> nice. Go, bitch. Uh, not my hot take, but uh, my favorite company has this one. Uh, no affiliation to me, uh, but they say don't get screwgled. Nice, nice. Okay. Okay. That was hot takes, hotter takes. Let's put it in the books. By the way, the quotes, uh, I forgot to attribute the quotes. So a squirrel dying in front of your house may be more relevant to your interest right now than people dying in Africa. That's Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, I want to stress the importance of being young and technical. Young people are just smarter. Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, I would tell those people they will get to see their families a lot when we go bankrupt. Who's that? Elon Musk. The one about how much time a girl needs per week, that would be Elon Musk. Um, The so we connect more people, maybe someone dies in a terrorist attack, that's Andrew Bosworth from Facebook. We know where you are, we know where you've been, we know what you're thinking about. Eric Schmidt from Google. I actually think most people don't want Google to answer their questions, they want Google to tell them what they should be doing next. Eric Schmidt from Google again. People just submitted it. I don't know why. They trust me, dumb fucks. That would be Mark Zuckerberg. Fucking Eric Schmidt is a fucking pussy. I'm going to fucking kill Google. Who is it? Uh, Mark Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg. Steve Ballmer. Oh, damn. Uh, That makes sense. All right. That concludes Hot Takes, Hotter Takes. 
And now a word from our sponsor, the new film No Man, coming to theaters this spring. His parents were murdered when he was only 31 years old, but he was the founding engineer of some bullshit ad tech company that AT&T bought, so now he's using his millions to strike back at crime. He'll become more than just a man. He'll become something terrifying. The embodiment of everyone's nightmares. If they knew how to code. Only something that criminals can just garbage collect. Only absence of a value. When evil writes the code of corruption, I'll righteously fail to compile. I am no man. No man is hot on the trail of a tax evasion scheme. I'm a master detective, and my sources tell me that for 20 years, the CEO in this penthouse has been paying less in taxes than his secretary. On top of that, in the same period his company hasn't paid a single penny in taxes. The prosecutors won't go after him, so that means I have to be the angel of justice. I'm going in! Down on the ground, tax evader! Vengeance has come for you! Who do you think you are? I am no tax evader. This is a private residence and you're trespassing. Nice try, you corrupt scum. You're a billionaire who hasn't paid taxes in two decades. I don't know if you paid off the law or scared them into silence. But either way, justice is here. Down on the ground, hands behind your back, or I punch you like 200 times. My company's lack of tax payments is completely legal. And my low personal tax percentage is totally fine with the Internal Revenue Service. If you touch me, you are the violent criminal. What? Do you not understand corporate tax law in the United States? It's not something you can punch your way through, you simpleton. How exactly can someone making as much money as you pay less than your secretary? Master detective, hmm? I make my money through sales of stock, given to me by my company, which are taxed at merely 15%. Then I paid the finest accountants to use legal means to offset my taxable income even further. How can your company never pay a dime in taxes? We reinvest all our profits, shielding them from taxation. We take losses on sales to drive competitors out of business and spend ludicrous money on lobbying, which is a business expense that offsets our taxable revenue. Thanks to our master accountants, using tricks like the double Irish maneuver, we take in billions but are taxed on none of it. You dastardly cur! You're the only one breaking the law here today, null man. Now, my security men will be here any moment, and they'll be within their legal rights to attack and kill you. Or do you want to take your chance against my corporate lawyers, null man? Corporate lawyers? Uh, no man, away! Get your ticket now.
to see all of No Man's adventures in fighting crime. I am No Man. I am No Man. Now to get real fucking serious, we're going to talk about this week's topic. How do you choose a company you want to work for as a coder, as a software engineer? By the benefits. Is this a, just an open topic or are we, have, are we going to have more things or should we? are we just talking about this freely? Let's just talk about it freely. I think bringing up benefits is really interesting, but I've definitely found that there's a difference between what you think you're getting for benefits and then what you actually have once you're on the job and find out what's covered, what's really in network, what's not. So I guess True. my follow-up question on that is like, how do you sort of, how do you get them to give you the deets on what, what the benefits really cover and how they really work? I mean, I'm going to give kind of a, a lame answer to this. Uh, but I mean, I would really recommend finding somebody in your network, preferably not on LinkedIn, but a friend of a friend or something who knows who works for the company or has worked for the company and trying to have a real conversation with them. Right. That's a great solution. Kind of reinforces how much the average person is a little bit of a disadvantage when they don't know someone though. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But that, that also only gets you like a sliver of what's there, right? Like if, you wanted to work for my company and I'm like, Oh yeah, it's great. And then you get put on a different team. That's absolutely bonkers. Like, that has happened before. Yeah. Right. People I know to me. Well, but that's not really a benefits issue as much as it is a no. like, work life balance issue. Right. And like, yeah, how that, well, I mean, I, I think everyone knows you should probably try to feel out what's the work life balance. That's part of your decision probably. Right. I mean, I guess there's software engineers out there is like, I don't give a fuck. I just want to make an impact. I mean, I don't know who these people are or where they are, or what they look like. I'm sure they're out there, but most people would probably rather not have to work over 40 hours a week if they didn't have to. Right. Maybe I'm over assuming right. there, but like once you get a sense of what the work life balance is, you have, you're kind of really have to get a good sense. Cause once you start the job, things can change, you might have been wrong, and then you're stuck with it, right? I mean, networking is the only tool I've ever used that I felt like was somewhat successful. And then I've also had people be like, this place is great. I worked on this team. Uh, and then I'll be like, oh, that's great. Oh, I like this guy. And then I got there and I was like, oh, this is terrible. You know, so uh, it's, uh, I, I mean, maybe I should be talking, we should be talking more about the negative rather than the positive. Like, if a company reaches, I've had a company reach out to me and be like, hey, by the way, you're going to have to work more than 40 hours some weeks or something like that. Like if they like just tell you, you know, you know it, right? Hmm. No company's going to tell you, though. They're going to try to, I mean, unless the recruiter's bad, they're going to try to sell you working there. Depends. And even the corollary that is like, is if they tell you, then maybe that means it's going to be way worse than just a little bit, right? Right. If they have to, if they're willing to talk about that, maybe that's because it's going to be they're like, oh, it might be you know forty to fifty some weeks. That means ninety, right? Yeah, that's absolutely. what I'd be afraid of. Like it boils down to, I think, total comp benefits and work life balance. I, would agree I mean, with that. beyond that, I guess like culture plays a part, but it's like the same coders that you were talking about who code for impact. Do they exist? Like, or are they like a minority? And real people 
just want to go to work, get paid, and go home. Well, I mean, there are people out there who are, you know, bonkers enough to think that, like, working on a blockchain will make the world a better place, you know? Ouch! What do you mean by that? Elaborate. Sorry, I misspoke. I would like I would like to apologize to anyone who was offended by that comment. Uh, you can apologize to me, but you're going to have to apologize to everybody else who is connected to me by token as well. That's true. There's going to be a lot of gas fees to traverse that. that you're going to have to need a graph ga- uh, data structure or something like yes. that. Yes. Well, I kind of thought of this question because switching jobs has been on my mind of late. And I do find uh, sometimes I feel a little helpless about, I think the point of networking being a powerful tool is an awesome one, but I'm just, I'm thinking, have you found any other tricks that help you sort of get past the sales pitch and the, I mean, everyone, it's it's the great company to work for, right? No one's going to say we're a terrible company to work for. So like, how do you suss out a clearer picture other than talking to people who already work there? I mean, there's this things I don't believe in that are, I guess, are acceptable. There's like blind, you know, or Glassdoor or things like that, I guess. Right. But are Although, those the kind of people who leave reviews there are either like yeah. really mad at the company or like really love it? You don't get the average person, I don't think. You get five stars or one stars. I agree. This is, I have no proof for this. So I guess this counts as a conspiracy theory, but let's just say I've posted things on blind that are critical of certain companies and they disappear. That is true. I bet companies are like, have ability. So, to you know, it's, I guess what I'm trying to point out is not trying to call it blind. That might be completely baseless and not true, but we know that companies post reviews of themselves or encourage people to go on Glassdoor and say nice things, right? I'm pretty sure there's been documented cases of that. You can go to Glassdoor and you see reviews that seem pretty sock puppety, right? So like, Mm -hmm. yes, those are an indication, but even those indicators, the companies know about them too. Yeah, you can can hack it. Right, it can be like, just like Amazon reviews, which apparently that's a whole other thing, how hacked that is. Oh, that's, I know, I know about that actually too. And I will say any company that you work for, their like vision, product, roadmap, like probably 99%, it's all anecdotal. It's going to be a shit show. No one knows what they're doing. You're not going to have like clear requirements. I think no Except matter for where you, you right, work. Gil? I mean, I know what I'm doing. Of course. Yeah. I mean, come on. I'm the only one who knows what I'm doing. Right, and every other company is a shit show. Every other company and the people who work under me, I should just fire them all. Honestly. If you want something done right, you got to do it yourself. Let me tell you, I learned that at Harvard, one of my many MBAs. Um, what about? So I think I'm interested in work-life balance uh, personally, and I think that's a very, very interesting thing software engineers would like to get right. But what about quote-unquote culture? Is that something uh, you you sort of you suss out the negatives and then you just hope you don't suss out too many negatives or is there a way to sort of like be like, are there strong positive indications for culture? I don't know. I mean, is culture really a thing? I think it's a thing. I think you just have to be careful about toxic positivity. I think there's going to be many companies that try to sell you on how great our culture is and surface level it is phenomenal. Everyone's cheerful and happy until you realize that 
as humans, we're fucking miserable. Yeah. No one should be that happy all the time. Yeah. Right. So except for, except for you, Gil. You're happy all the time. Yeah. Uh, I mean, not with the people who work under me. No, no. I'm telling you. Right. They're the worst. But in general. I invested in crypto, so I've made two people happy today. Was one of them me? Can be. Let's talk after the show. Oh, okay. Why? If we talk now, it'll cause more people to buy crypto. This is our platform. Yeah, go out wow. and buy crypto. Buy Dogecoin. Wow. What my niece tells me. <laughs> buy Solana. That's what I was just plugging. Solana, everybody. Solana wallet. What is the uh, TikTok? What is TikTok's preferred crypto? The Chinese yuan. Okay, here's another question for you regarding selecting companies. Um, how much do you, how, what type of an indicator do you think say size of the company is and then like how they're funded like company has ipo'd or company is a vc-backed unicorn or company is a series a company i mean at least for size that's personal preference isn't it do you want to work somewhere where well, you're how you use them oh, yeah that's what i tell my wife um that's what they said that's what they said well we would probably agree that a big enterprise company means a certain thing right there's a certain set of assumptions you can make right but like i guess there's a big difference between a unicorn startup with x number of employees like x thousand employees and like some enterprise company with x thousand employees that maybe even didn't go public and just grew based on customer revenue right right I mean, what are you looking for? Like, if you're looking for something that's stable and, I mean, their idea of fun is a pizza party, but, like, but you don't care about But who doesn't want a stable company? Like, who's like, yeah, I actually prefer a company that might go bankrupt. Like, that's just something you that's a, you offset with other advantages, right? But it's not really a positive. Right. But that's, that's the rush, right? Because you could make more money for that risk. Right. Versus you know you're getting a stable income, you're not going anywhere, and you don't have to do 10 other people's work if you're at an enterprise. Well, you might have to. I take that back. Well, actually, it depends on the enterprise, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, like, there's lateral mobility. Like, it's a big company. You could theoretically quit and come back, like, three times under the same manager, though I don't know who would would do that. But you can do that at a big company. How much do you to care about things like tech stack at this point not at all same though i don't develop anymore so it doesn't really matter to me i feel like some developers are still there's some developers who definitely would not be uh passive about tech stacks that makes a big difference as long as that it's php it's okay with me I do develop right now. So, am I hearing it right that we sort we're sort of agreeing in our own ways that actually it's really hard to evaluate whether you're going to like working somewhere and it's kind absolutely. of a gamble. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And you're not going to know until you know. I guess that explains the fuck fuck ton high turnover in this industry, huh? I would say so. People are um, voting on their job satisfaction by leaving. But it's also kind of a privilege because 
mm. you have the privilege to leave. Not every like, yeah worker in even in the United States. No, I mean there's, I mean I there are developers who have less than one year tenure at jobs, and it no one seems to give a shit. But in no other industries, that would be like this person's unreliable. They don't stay. There's there's a guy who I worked with. I mean, there was a guy who I worked with who for five years left a job every like six months Damn. Uh, until he got to like uh one of his current companies where he had actually stayed for four years but he was told at that interview he's like hey like every like six months or five years is a red flag like why should we hire you so i guess if you do it for five years that's right. a red flag but you do it like a couple of times but this person every, still got uh, hired they just had to oh, handle yeah, the objection basically during an interview yeah. and get past it, and it wasn't that big of a deal. He still got hired, and he ended up staying. But if he didn't like it, he would have left right. after six months. It wouldn't have stopped him. So yeah, it doesn't matter, and that's that's a privilege. Yes. Yeah, I mean, also, I mean, there's a lot of things. I mean, like uh, Morgan's not here, the equality robot, but you know, I would say that. Um, to, to channel them for a minute, for channel him, um, you know, it's uh, uh, there's also savings uh, that uh, software engineers are able to have because we, we have a, a larger income. We're able to make these modular decisions more easily. Um, that freedom um, from having the, the ability to choose is part of what's driving the turnover as well. It's a bizarre situation. Hmm. I mean, take a lot of people who work in finance or something like that, but bizarre for generally speaking. Take a look post pandemic. People are leaving just because their work isn't remote and they're like, I can work remotely, so I will. Yeah. And they hold the power. Right. Yeah, I want, I would love to hear if there a story of anyone who's like, no, I'm just going to sign on tomorrow. I'm not showing up to an office. If anyone's actually been. And if that has been enforced, like someone's been disciplined or fired for Absolutely. not showing back up at the office. Well, I mean, I don't know. Maybe they haven't because it's been um, because people have quit proactively. You know, that would be my guess. Yeah, everyone I know has quit proactively. Bunch of slackers. Let me tell you, when I was in the workforce, people would come to work five days a week and like it. Ridiculous. And we would drink our problems away. Fucking millennials. Mm-hmm. So is, well, yeah, I think it is interesting to think about all the implications, this hidden unfairnesses of we're sort of putting forth, well, I guess what you have to do is you have to take a job and then find out how bad it is in reality and then bail. But there might be a lot of reasons, you know, certain populations can't do that. I mean, people exactly. on H-1B visas come to mind. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that was part of the scheme. I've, I've talked about that with friends. That was part of the idea of companies like, you know, I, I guess I'm not legally allowed to say their name right now. Um, but, you know, hmm. there, there are a lot of predatory companies that are now preying on boot camp graduates that used to just prey on people from India or Pakistan or, you know, whatever, um, where they would just be like, OK, you're going to come here. You're going to work for two years. This is a visa mill. We're going to sponsor you. And then we're going to get a cut of whatever you you know, get once you are, are sponsored for work here. Right. How it's would like, that work with boot camp graduates? Can't they just leave? 
um, they they give them two year contracts that are like you have to stay here for two years. You know, it's the same thing because it's the same use case. It's that this person can't currently get a job easily in the United States, right? And so we're gonna do this thing that exploits them during this time. I, I'm sorry, creates value for the company and them. Sure, yeah, yeah whatever you want what to call it. Exploit, creates value. Yeah, I'm taking notes. These new CEOs have it right. Mm -hmm. I'm curious before we wrap it up, we're approaching the quote unquote end. Do you think there's any unfairness as a consequence of this current sort of equilibrium? Like, is there some, or there's a, a small group of people getting screwed by the way the software engineer labor market is going right now? Who's getting screwed? No, I'm asking you. Do you think there's anyone? Oh. I think we can point out how H1B visa holders might getting squeezed by this situation of course but Anyone anybody else? else you're asking are there any other yeah that's what i'm wondering um boot camp grads well maybe they're in a tough spot already pandemic or not i think things are getting better for them to be honest but who knows i think that we're only at the even as crazy it is as it is right now we are only at the um the beginning of whatever the boot camp people is going to be the third uh, inning? Yeah, we're in like the, the second or third inning of it. Not even. Because all jobs, I think I get the feeling that in the very not too distant future, uh, many jobs are just going to become tech jobs. And that won't necessarily mean being a coder, but it's going to mean noting, knowing code and being able to interact or interface with code. And so people are going and, to be uh, baristas will have to get AWS certifications. Yeah, I mean, you're, you'll what's it called? Uh, you'll have to, I don't know, maybe there'll be some stupid script that you're going to program with Square, you know, or, you know, some sort of Square API that you're going to have to know or something like that. Maybe, um, yeah, maybe there's like a sales engineer, you know, already people need to know iOS apps and stuff like that and how to interact with them and how to reset them and monitor them. But I mean, more like if you work for, I don't know, if you work for a store, you're going to have to know how to, you know, create the website for that store um, or do all these things. And that's already this, these low code platforms and stuff like that. Um, but there's also going to, you're going to have to have a Shopify person. You're going to have to have, you know, all these different people. It's not going to be subcontracting. Uh, there's going to, there's, there's growing need for web people and that's where jobs are heading. And so that's where people are getting hired or people are going to start learning things in order to do that. Um, I mean, there are people who are being exploited. I would probably say it's retail employees. The usual is, is normal. Um, but I mean, yeah. And God bless America. Topic. I apologize. God bless America. No, but to, to answer your original question of where should you work, I'm going to say it doesn't matter. Like work wherever. And if you don't like it, leave. Right. I might say something like who should you work with? Maybe. I don't know. Okay, what about the maybe not so small number of software engineers, though, who find interviewing to be like um, a special form of torture? And as much as they hate their job, would literally hang on that, you know, maybe I can do this horrible job one more week as long as I don't have to go in front of a whiteboard. I mean, look, interviewing is a popular topic. I'm gonna, I think I've given you my two cents on it before, but I'll give you my two cents again. 
Uh, and I'm not, I don't consider myself to be especially good at, I work, uh, uh whatever. denominating I work things in paper money blockchain. Uh, uh, what'd you say? You're denominating things in metal based coins. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. four sheep tokens, but yeah, I think um, you meant two, my two sheep tokens. Yes. Your sheep tokens. The, I'll say this, um, you know, uh, it's the system sucks, but at the same time, uh, the system is democratic, right? Um, or you could say it's not democratic, but it's, you know, whatever, right? You could come from nothing, have no money. It's like ready player one is what it's like. You would make a great Russian propagandist. Well, it's not democratic, <laughs> but whatever. What is I mean, this? Hot take, hotter take? It's democratic. It's like ready player one or something like that is really, if, if you've ever seen ready player one or read ready player one, where it's like, you don't need to have any schooling. You don't need to have any anything. But if you could get good at this one thing that there are resources to get good at, you could get a high paying job. Um, that is, for me, essentially democratic um, or maybe essentially one might say uh, not like uh, idealistic capitalism where there's access to for a lot of people. If you have the and then the people who, for whatever reason, have difficulty gaining that aptitude, they starve and die, as is yeah. just. Well, that's God the, bless America. Mm-hmm. That's or they they don't have access to those jobs where that's the thing. But if the if the bar is you know you know I mean look it's going to sound gross uh, because it's true, but it's kind of the same te- technology that or the same principle that rules Bitcoin, right? Solve increasingly harder equations in order to gain access to money. Um, what could be gross about Bitcoin? I'm confused. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I'm I'm just speculating here. We're just right. I'm 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 I've been polluted by the robot. The robot's not here, so I'm I'm expressing the robot's He's unchecked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're like a population of deer. There's no wolves to uh, keep you in check. Yes. <clears throat> well, we're we're past. Uh, an arbitrary marker of time recording. So I'm going to let you have final words. Anything else you want to say about software engineers choosing a new job during this great resignation? Uh, yeah, I'll say my final word is that probably we should be rethinking um, in potentially a good way what it means to have a job and, and to work for a company. Uh, there are no more pensions like there were for our parents' generation. Not really. Um, there's 401ks, but they're modular. You can take them from company to company. So I've, I would say we may not have a place where we're working one place for a long time. Or it might be like dating, where you might date more companies now in sort of a short fashion, just like you might date more people uh, because the technology has progressed. I don't think it's necessarily a terrible thing. Having uh, us as uh, engineers not identify with one company or ideology probably makes us better engineers and probably makes us uh, probably makes the world a slightly better place when we're not saying I am this company or something like that. So what would the analog be for going on a date with a company? Um, I mean, you, you don't you never see that company again, right? You don't win, you don't win them all. That's what it is. Yeah, we really need to make um, getting a job more like Tinder, really. <laughs> Please don't, because then I'll never get a job again. (laughs) Um, No, these companies ain't loyal, just like the women. So um, 
Don't be loyal to the don't, don't right, be loyal the, to the companies. The, the males on Tinder are so well behaved. They're of course. Um normalize gaslighting your company. <laughs> who gas, we're not, we're not who gaslit that. who first and hardest? Exactly. They've had it too easy, too long. Mm-hmm. Um it's a good analogy. Uh ghost your company, you know, do whatever you gotta, but like look after yourself, King. <laughs> the Council of the Wise Developers is a satire podcast focused on technology. Our goal is to first make you laugh, but also to make you question what you already think. That means we may give you cognitive dissonance. Feel free to disparage us on your favorite social meds. If we do give you cognitive dissonance, but you think this turns out to be a negative and not a positive, Leave us some feedback on councilofthewise.dev. We intend to carefully consider feedback from our subscribers and may address concerns in future episodes. Also, special thanks to freepd.com for supplying us with public domain music. Much of the music on the podcast comes from freepd.com.